Shooting the Gap with Ryan and Gonzo. Welcome to Shooting the Gap. Part 3. NBA edition. Well, at least more NBA than we usually talk about. We're going to be doing that. Which is any NBA. Well, we try to, but we were, we've pretty much you know went outside of the local scene to being more of just a football-oriented podcast and pop culture here and there. But and the playoffs have started. We always talk the playoffs. That's, that's, that's not our fault. Let's face it. Um, the NBA has done this to us. It's, it's, what, it's what we have to do. It's what we have to deal with because there's such a saturation with a high volume of games the high volume of games that don't fucking matter. And seemingly little story other than is Steph Curry still great? Uh, well, we'll get into that. <clears throat> when the real question is, is LeBron still great? We don't want to talk about that. It's the NBA's baby right there. Don't talk bad about him. Oh, I will. You're good for it. I'm but you're not talking it. bad. You're talking the truth. I just say what I see. I just say what I see. He calls they, him as he sees him. It's, um, not, it's, not, it's not talking shit if it's true. Well, the, the Cavs won today, but they didn't win handily. 1-8 seed. Um, they're the one. Detroit's the eight, and they're at home, you know, playing in Cleveland. I think they won by six points, six or eight points. And it was that close um, the whole time. Um, I think the high scorer was Kyrie today at 31. Caleb had 28 and 12. Um, LeBron had a good game, 24, I think 23, 24 points, 11, 12 assists, about six, seven rebounds. So, you know, step fill and stuff that he does, but certainly didn't take the game over. But as as the LeBron sympathizers will say, he can't win with the taking the game over. He needs another team. He needs a team. He needs people around him. People around him today showed up. So, um, good for good for them because if they didn't, they would have lost, and then they would have had to hear on ESPN tomorrow how. LeBron can't win because everyone around him sucks. But they showed up today. And there we go. So that's Eastern Conference that happened today. We got Charlotte and Miami playing right now. Miami is up 17 at the start of the third quarter. Um, it's been that kind of lead the whole time. Um, what else do we have here? Hawks lead the Celtics. That's the 4-5 matchup. one nothing. And Indiana leads the Raptors. The Raptors are the two seed. Indiana's the seven seed. The Indiana leads that series one nothing right now. So a little bit of a shift there, I guess. But that's a that's a long ways to go right there. Raptors, a lot of people say, are the team that can beat Cleveland in the East. Um, I can I'll say that um, the Raptors could possibly beat them. I think the Heat got a shot to beat them. I agree. I think that uh, you still can't count out the Heat. I think they're still a pretty talented squad down there. They are. The absence of Chris Bosh is obviously huge. Um, but we're just glad he's alive. So just get healthy. <laughs> he's still, I think he's still thankful he's yeah. alive. So. <laughs> that's that's where I'm at with, with Bosh. And I've, I've been outspoken about his play before. And not being but too it has more. It. it has more but to I, do I with his... To live. It had, had more to do with his contract. I mean, let's face it. It was... More to do with you know he's getting max money and he's not a max player, but then the NBA decided to really show us 
people who don't deserve money and make millions of dollars, and they did. They did. It happens quite a bit. <laughs> they get, they paid a lot of people who are pretty fucking mediocre a lot more money than a lot of guys in the NFL who are pretty good make. Which yeah. is sad. And I don't know whose fault that part. is. I don't know if it's the number of games or any of that. But I think yeah. injuries play a factor. I think basketball is a rougher sport, or football is a rougher sport, obviously, and just um, your career can be a lot shorter. You could be a guy like Kobe Bryant, one of the best of all time, play 20 NBA seasons. Ain't nobody playing 20 NFL seasons anymore. That, that just Unless you're a happen. kicker. That's about Kickers, it. Kickers, Vinatieri did it. Blanda from back in the day played like in four different decades or some shit like that. Um, but it's just not It's not what it is. So I think the guaranteed money in the, in the NBA just gets spread out a little bit more. They have the rookie cap, but not really a salary cap. You know, they they throw money around, and people still watch the NBA playoffs. You know, look at the Western Conference right now. The Warriors are the one seed, up one zero on the eight seed Rockets in a convincing thirty six point victory. I'm pretty sure that was the deal. And as I said on part one, OKC beat Dallas the three six matchup by about a hundred points. So that's one zero. And tonight, San Antonio's playing Memphis. That's the two seven matchup as well as the Clippers playing the Portland Trailblazers. That's the 4-5 matchup. The Western Conference is deeper, so there's a lot more going on there. But smart money's on San Antonio and Golden State meeting in the Western Conference Finals. But you never know how it goes. That's why they play the games. So we'll see what, what happens with the rest of it. Um, exciting week for basketball before the playoffs started. Before the playoffs started. I got to, I got to watch Kobe do his thing. Um, in his final game, it was it was fun. The fourth quarter, man, twenty three points. He shot twenty two of fifty, and everyone's really harping on the fifty shots part. It's his last game. He's Kobe. He's gonna put it up. He scored sixty points on fifty shots. It's really not that bad. People seem to think that it is, but I mean, a forty four percent shooting percentage is good. That's that's great. I mean, if teams are shooting as a collective fifty percent, they're ecstatic. I mean, and that's usually a really dominant team. Yeah, exactly. So you got a one of the best of all time. They got him the ball. They got him the ball. They they didn't call fouls on him at the end of the game too. There was one play. They're inbounding the ball, and Kobe wants it, and Gordon Hayward Bay is guarding him, and he just straight two hand shove, boom, pushes him out of his way, and they give him the ball. Hayward's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then he, I think he figured it out. Like, okay, they're not going to call that foul, so let's just go play defense on him. Um, try to. I've heard people say that they gave him the shots. No, he was he was being deed up the whole time. There was no one just letting him go by. He was hitting shots in people's faces once the fourth quarter came around. It was impressive. It's, uh, I'd say, best way to go out if you're not in the playoffs. He probably had the best game of anyone going out. Outside of a playoff game, any sport. Yes, <laughs> I really don't have anything else to add to it. It's just nobody when you're when you're not you're not in the playoffs. I mean, I think you can afford to let one of your all-time greats kind of just. I mean, at that point, it kind of becomes an all-star game for them, and everybody. Not saying the other team let him, and I'm not saying his team necessarily let him take all the shots, but I'm sure everybody just kind of got the feeling that that night was going to be about Kobe. So 
Yeah, good on him. The whole, the whole season months. was. They tanked the whole season to make it about Kobe. I mean, this is the worst season the Lakers have ever had. They've never lost this many games. Um, figured they could still keep the, the arena full by having Kobe's last run. You know, he'll get to say goodbye in other cities and they'll give him gifts, and they did. And we'll get a lottery pick from being this bad. And we'll have Russell, and we'll have the lottery pick from before. It was Randall from Kentucky. So maybe maybe that was their thought, you know, getting getting up there to get one of these uh, high-talented guys that are coming out this year. But the Lakers killed this season after, like, game two. Yeah, let's just do Kobe. Well, they didn't look very hot. <laughs> no. They were not looking very good for the better part of the first part of the season, so... <clears throat> Neither for them, Kobe. That's why it's so good. What what he did, in my opinion, and it it's it's, I maybe they thought, in the long run, yeah, just make money off of the Kobe farewell tour. Uh, not necessarily mad at an organization for doing that. It's just hard when there's that many games to play all year long and know the whole time. Of course, Nuggets fans know about this kind of stuff, and Rockies fans are well versed. Longos fans are not as well versed into thinking their season is over before it starts. Well, that's why they're stuck up. <clears throat> but uh, Nuggets fans and Rockies fans are very well versed in the whole. Well, we're halfway through the season, and we could probably pack it in right now. So where are we trading our best guy? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's basketball; they don't trade anybody. Unless they're trying to dump salary, or they they do, just not as often. I mean, I remember the trade Rasheed Wallace getting sent to the Detroit Pistons that pretty much sealed up their run as the NBA title that year in two thousand four, I believe. Um, yeah, that, that's or what the they trade did. for Pau Gasol to the Lakers mm-hmm. that made that uh, initially looked like a salary dump for. Uh... Ah, I can't remember who he was on before that. Um, Drawing blank. Anyway. <laughs> Memphis. It was Memphis. Memphis. Yes. <clears throat> um, but it initially looked like a salary dump for them for just to get rid of Powell and just kind of looked like they had the space and they wanted to make a run at it and ended up keeping Powell for a long time. So and winning two titles with them. And he was a big reason why they did win those titles. So Yeah, he was the second It wasn't guy. just a, a you know just a salary dump, it was a key piece for the Lakers. <clears throat> I'm not a Lakers fan. I'm not a Lakers fan either, but I'm a basketball fan. And Kobe was one of the easiest dudes to cheer against and then later in his career kind of root for. Um, just the attitude of him. He's a killer. He's, he's that kind of guy. He is the closest guy that we'll ever see to Jordan. That's, that's just what it is. Side note, you want to know how much money <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Staples Center made, well, how much merch was sold with Kobe Bryant's name on it that night? 1.2 million in merch. In one night? In one night. It, it beat the record. The record was a Zeppelin show. I mean, you beat a bunch of drugged out hippies seeing Led Zeppelin for whatever, how many times. That's, that's, that's some shit. That's a fucking record that's got to have been up there for a while, too. Holy shit, that's a lot of... 1.2 million dollars all Kobe Bryant shit 
Well, I guess at the end of the night, the Lakers are a little satisfied, you know, how much. Yeah, but how many Led Zeppelin shirts were sold that night? One million dollars worth. Oh. At the Staples Center, it also like stickers, hats, banners, you know, whatever the merch is. For Led Zeppelin. Lighters. Yes. Lighters. Well, Zippos, they always sell Zippos at classic rock concerts. They always do. But let's quit talking about the Lakers and their shit season. Congratulations, Kobe. Thank you. Go away now. But let's go and talk about Golden State Warriors. Much more fun. <coughs> 73 wins. Record Yay. smashed. Well, Most as, much as, as much as you can smash a record that can only beat by like eight. Yeah, there's, I mean, you, don't, you can't beat it by more than nine games. So it's, uh, They beat it. I thought they'd get to 75. They slowed down a little bit at the end there. Kind of got bored, I think. And they were not bored that night. Steph Curry was not bored that night. That team was on fire. They destroyed that shit. It was a, uh, it was a performance by a championship team, and they are the champions. I know they haven't won this one, but they're the defending champs, and they've shown it all year long. Um, kudos, way to go! Seventy-three wins. I never thought that would get broke. I really didn't. No, I, I really didn't. I didn't think. I didn't think that could ever get broken. Yeah, you know, I just never thought. In the current sports model, pretty much everywhere, that you'd be able to put a team together that would just dominate that hard in basketball especially. It seems older records are, some of them are harder to beat depending on the sport. Um, Depending on the sport means depending on the rules that they change. So, and depending on uh, how they want to run their business. NFL likes to have the old salary cap so the owners can keep tons of money. Owners like that. Players don't like it that much, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. when your most vocal and best players are the ones making all the money, they don't seem to give a shit when there's a salary cap. Nope, nope. But they're going to have to deal with that eventually. <coughs> it will come up. Well, as soon as they you know, start realizing that everybody else in all the other sports is making a shit ton of money, why can't they? They're the sport that makes the most money in the United States anyway. Should be, should be up there. Yes, the best players should be up there. They generally are, and they are. Just not comparatively to their counterparts, and such as. Um, I guess if you want to compare, like baseball, where those guys are just making a killing, guaranteed for contracts. Yeah, but the greatest players are making you know, retarded amounts of money, like guaranteed retarded amounts of money, two hundred million dollar contracts there there is a 300 million dollar contract and it's it's you know you want to talk about the best players in the nfl i mean you're talking aaron Rodgers, jj watt these guys are making about 22 million dollars a year mm-hmm. it's not really quite the same as guys who are making close to 40 million dollars a year well the the baseball like outline i guess is is different because they want to keep all the, all the studs and all the people watching, like in the big markets or watching the big markets. That's where they don't care about the small market teams. That's why there is no salary cap. That's why they can pay that amount of money. Because when you have, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. But you got those ten teams that are like the ten teams, mm-hmm. and you got twenty two others. <laughs> then you got the rest of the league because yeah. they have to, <laughs> they have to fill a hundred and sixty plus game schedule. So. 
Yeah, it's a it's a difference, but I don't care. Like they're all making good amounts of money, like pretty damn good. So I mean, I'm they're not worried about them. They're I, the the best guys in all of sports are making. I don't have to look at a price tag money after contracts and endorsements. All of them. So, I mean, every single one is making. I could have a jet, personal jet, mm-hmm. money, and still golf five. G five. G five. Bend them over and you spike their ass. <laughs> <laughs> you remind me of Bill Maher. That's just out of the blue. Anyway, we'll continue on with the Golden State Warriors. Not by looks. Oh, mannerisms? I Looks on your face? Absolutely. <laughs> I'd give you that one. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, another thing, and I, I predicted this. I did, right around the All-Star break when Steph had already broken the record for the three-pointers um, that he set the year before. Said he's gonna hit 400. And he hit 402. 402 three pointers in one game, or one game in one season. That is um, field goals. I mean, the math on that is just around four to five a game. No one's ever averaged that. No one's had the volume that he has had. Um, just the sheer amount of shots that he takes from out there. Unrealistic. It's you can't even do that on NBA Jam. I've tried. <laughs> you, you, they just you can't get that hot. Not the way he's done. It's impeccable. No one's no one's played basketball like Steph Curry before. He's the best player on the planet right now. Sorry, LeBron. Hi. Sorry, Westbrook. There's there's no apology over here. Sorry, KD. Um, he. You can't fucking he he's killing more. More of. Every fucking record that you just couldn't think could be broken. I mean, his three point, his three pointers that he's making now, just in this season, is just. Huh. I I can't even think about. Huh. I can't even think about that. It's video game shit. It's fucking. It's Madden for. Or it's not. It's Madden for real life. Like it's real life. Madden like, basketballing. I mean, but like it isn't because you can't do that in NBA jams. I can't. That's that's what I'm saying. It's it's like Madden numbers. Like when you sit down and play Madden, you end up playing in games where you score seventy seven points, which is ridiculous in the first place. But you end up throwing like ten fucking touchdowns, which is retarded in every other game, and that just never fucking will happen. And what he's doing is one of those things where that just shouldn't happen in real life. Four hundred three pointers in a season and shouldn't it is happen in real in real life. And it is happening in real. I mean, he's beating all time great shooters he has for their whole career. career. He has more three pointers in the last two seasons than Michael Jordan and Larry Bird had in their whole careers. He beat his own record. Is that right? Destroyed his Destroyed own. it by 130 plus. <laughs> it's not even kidding. He did then he did that last year. So this year. Um he set the record last year and then set this and one. Then and yeah, destroyed blew it out it. of the water. Um just just amazing to watch. They were on TV a lot this year because they are the best team, so they're gonna get on. There's a lot of Golden State haters. Um and they're hating on their fans too. I'd be pumped. I mean just because I don't wear Nuggets t-shirts doesn't mean I won't root for the Nuggets. I mean, we put the games on. We watch them. They just suck. 
Yeah, and it's, I, we, we watch them and they suck. I mean, what you want me to walk around with shit that sucks on my fucking head? No, that's why I don't wear Rockies hats. Because they suck. <laughs> it's, it's just what and it is. And you're not a blood. Crip. No, because you wouldn't wear that. Oh, Uggs, uh, it's Crip colorism. It also spells Crip. Well, the logo spells it. Crip and it's purple. And bloods <laughs> don't wear purple. Right, so I'm saying you, you wouldn't be a blood. What's that? So you're not a... You wouldn't be a crip. Wouldn't be a crip. <sighs> Listeners, bug me on this one. No, they won't. You're wrong. That you'd be a blood. Wearing a Colorado Rockies hat. Not wearing it. Okay, there you go. You said it wrong, not me. <laughs> you? No, I didn't! Yes, you Listen, did. Uncle Mumbles. We'll fucking review it later. But you said it wrong initially. <laughs> Doug's going... Rocky drunk, I like to say. <laughs> but but he's I'm, I'm, getting rocky tipsy. Um, like the, the Golden State's getting hate on because everyone's talking about him, but they're talking about him because they were on their way to setting a record. Steph Curry was on his way to obliterating a record to likes we've never seen before or even thought of. And I mean, what else are you gonna talk about? That's what you do. You gotta talk about him. You wouldn't be doing your job if you were. Fox you're Sports, ESPN, Yahoo Sports, anything. You have to talk about those You're guys. supposed to talk about the best teams in any in any sport. I mean, mm-hmm. what else are you going to talk about? Some people get mad, like, well, why aren't they talking about the Raptors? Why would they Because they're number two in the, the East. the Raptors. Yeah. Like, who cares? <laughs> about the fucking Raptors. That's, that's, that's why. That's but what about the Mammoth? No one cares yeah. about lacrosse. This is Denver. Oh. I mean, I know that DU well, just they, won that, but that was the first time anyone west they, of the Mississippi had won it. They do. Um, and lacrosse isn't even on television. I mean, maybe it is, but not when I'm looking to watch something on TV. <laughs> well, well, like on PBS. Or like something. Altitude when they, you know, don't have people who they want to pay to yeah. do things. So. And, and way to go. I mean, it's a tough sport. It's a good sport, but... No one's going to talk about it. It's not going to. It's not going to hit. It's not what's going to happen. So. I mean, I know of a handful of people who do go, who do attend. Friend of show, Dan likes to yeah. attend. I was going to say Colorado. Yeah, like to attend Colorado Mammoth games, and they. I hear they're fun. Whatever. But I'm sure they are. Baseball's fun to go to too, but I'm not going to sit there and watch yeah. it all the damn time. I have. I, I, I got dragged to one of those. A lacrosse game. No. Baseball. Uh, baseball. <laughs> oh. oh well. <laughs> I've never been dragged. I've gone willingly to baseball games. But I'd go to a lacrosse game. I just don't know, like, anybody on the team. I ran not know anybody on the, the other rules. team. I know the rules. I watched enough in high school. Okay, I, cool. All I don't the, know the rules. All the dudes I played football with, like, half of them played lacrosse. So we'd go watch them. We had a good lacrosse team in high school. They were, like, this close to winning state a couple times. But, yeah, I mean, like, don't can't hate on... People for not paying attention when something's not readily available or not good. So, first and foremost, like Golden State Warriors fans are from predominantly Oakland, and then they're spread out throughout the you know L.A. and California and the rest of the country. But we know as much as anybody that Oakland fans are rabid. So if they got something to cheer for, they're gonna. I mean, no one, no one's gonna call Raiders fans fairweather fans in you know ten years if they become good all of a sudden. But I'm gonna remember that stadium being half fucking empty for the last 15 years. So, does that make them fair weather, or does that make them just 
you know, aware that it sucks and why would you go watch a shitty product? And there are probably more of them in prison now, but it's just what it is. Um, so congrats, congrats to the Warriors and to the Warriors fans. You guys deserve it. When you, when you go through that much and you have flashes of brilliance and flashes of players that are going to be good, and then they just leave, it's tough. So good for them. That's all I We know a little bit about that here. Well, that's what happens with our basketball team. I mean, pretty much our baseball all the, team all, all the time. time. Both of them. The Nuggets and Rockies are pretty notorious for growing talent or finding talent and then shipping it off somewhere else for future talent that won't be shit. The, typically is the, how typically they typically they trade for nothing and then grow somebody out of picks they already had. Try to, which seems retarded because you. Would, I'm using the R word a lot tonight. Sorry. Well, you're offending those people. What do you mean, those Retards people? Retards don't listen. <laughs> he was overdone. Um, but no, congratulations to the Warriors, the Warriors fans. Congratulations to Steph Curry. That is a... Who's going to be the MVP. He oh, Two years in a row. That is the record that... I can't say it won't ever be broken because Steph Curry's still going to play in the league for another <laughs> 10 years. Steph Curry could still break so it himself. He, he kind of got cold a couple times this year. Had some bad, you know, bad weeks. I mean, who knows? But in honor of that, our uh, our uh, top five high five five time is going to be um, regular season records that we think will never be broken. Regular season records. That we think will never be your individual records, not team records, individual season records that will never be broken. Do you want to go back and forth on this one, or do you just want to go? We can go back and forth. Go I forth. like the back. Do you have any honorable mentions? Uh, no, because there's so many damn individual records that you could really put on a list. It's ridiculous. There's a bunch, but these ones stuck out to me, so I do have a few. He's got um, a few. He always few. does. Gerald Riggs, 397 rushing attempts without a fumble in 1985. I don't think that'll be broken ever again. I don't think so either. Wilt Chamberlain, 40-point games. He had 63 in one season. That was in 1961-62. That's never getting broken. Wilt Chamberlain, most 50-point games. He had 45 in 1961-62 season. Amazing. Uh, Hack Wilson, 191 RBIs for the Cubs in 1930. It's not going to get broken. No. Joe DiMaggio, 56-game hitting streak in 1941. The voice of Bender. Just kidding. Totally. Joe DiMaggio, 56-game hitting streak in 1941 while playing for the, the Yankees. No one's going to break that. People have come a little bit close, but uh, the way it is now, I just don't I don't see it happening. And my, my father, that's Barry Bonds, 73 home runs, won't be broken because everyone's being watched now and no one's hitting 50, like barely hitting 50. So they'd have to either juice the ball or turn their backs again and let the players juice again. That's the only way that the numbers were inflated where people had chances to hit home runs like that. So those were my, uh, just my honorable mentions. You want to go first? Yeah. I will follow. Yeah. Uh, my number one is uh, Peyton Manning's 55 touchdown games, or 55 touchdown passes. The reason why I don't think it's going to get beat is because the guys who could beat it sort of on the downward slide, don't really have the receiving core, and don't run offenses where that's... I mean, maybe Tom Brady could come close, but Andrew he just... Luck. Luck's I has got another 10, 12 years of football in him. I don't, I don't feel like the way the game is 
the way that the salary cap is not going to allow for them to have the great talent to back them up anymore. I don't. I just don't feel like that's a lot. I mean, you got to pretty much commit to throwing the shit out of the football to get to get that, and that's what we did that year. Is just pass, 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 pass. I think that record's made to be broken. I think it's a benchmark. To Forty-nine to fifty to fifty-five. It's it's a benchmark where people want to want to beat something like that. I feel like you just got to really be. Man, fifty-five is a lot of fucking touchdown passes, dude. It is a it's lot. It's getting it's getting into that Madden zone, dude. It's just it feels like a record that won't get touched. Well, I've thrown more on Madden. Bam, uh, number five for me, uh, Barry Sanders, two thousand six hundred twenty-eight rush yards in a season. For the Oklahoma State Cowboys in 1988, I know Melvin Gordon got close that year, but everyone sees what happened to Melvin Gordon when he got to the pros, and he couldn't fucking hold on to the ball anymore, and he was beat up in too many carries. And with the way the game is progressing, especially in college football, where it's just now it's throw, throw, throw. Maybe my maybe well, I am wrong. There's there's a sh- <laughs> there's a shitload of spread offenses. I mean, there's there's very few pro style runs running games in college football. It's all spread. It's all throw. Um, you know, creating space, different formations. So that'll be my number five. My number four is going to be Barry Bonds because you're right. They are watching, and <coughs> that's it. Nobody, nobody's juicing anymore unless they allow to juice mm-hmm. again. Unless they allow it, it's not going to get broken. It's just not. Guys aren't going to have the hitting power. Uh, it, they're not. There's nobody who has the, a better swing than Barry Bonds ever. And yeah. even if you have that great swing, you're going to have to juice a little bit to get to 73 because that's a lot of fucking home runs too. And, and I mean, with how many walks he had that season as well. Oh, his. I think it was like 119 walks or something that year. It, his on base percentage and his slugging percentage are ridiculous. <laughs> They're that, fucking that ridiculous. <laughs> you, just... you can't... He was walked... I'm almost... I'm pretty sure he had the record for being walked that year, too. I think it was the next year. That he got was the it record. the next year? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the next year. Nobody wanted to throw him to the next year, either. And he, and he only hit 47. <laughs> um, with 200-plus fucking walks. So, yeah. Um, I like that record. And this is, a, this is a guy who's not a Bonds fan, so... So, Not a Bonds guy, but I can recognize a great swing. Yeah. It's uh. Don't it's, recall the guy's swing. Just go back and look at his home runs, and then tell me that that's all juice. It's not. No, 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 no. We're not getting into that discussion either. Uh, number four for me, Ichiro Suzuki. Suzuki. Ichiro Suzuki. Two hundred and sixty-two hits in two thousand four. Um, I don't think that's gonna be broken anytime soon. I looked at the list. And no one active has come close <laughs> at all. So, and the other people that that are on that list are from years ago, years ago. So that's how special Ichiro was with the Seattle Mariners coming over. The guy, I think he collectively, with his career in Japan, he has like five thousand hits or some shit like that. He's just a hit machine. So two hundred sixty-two hits. That's a hundred more hits than there are games. That's a that's a shitload. So I'm saying Ichiro. My number four. Uh, my number three is going to be Steph Curry's 403. I'm not sure that he can match. It's really hard when you destroy a record to come back and even match and then come back and beat it. I think that there's going to be an emphasis 
Should have been an emphasis this season, you'd think. There was. He, he's good. He, just, <laughs> he won't let you guard him. <laughs> but you can't stay healthy forever, and you can't stay super dominant like that forever. I'm thinking that that's a pretty fucking high bar just for himself, and I think he pushed himself to get to the 400 in the first place. I think he really tried to get... He personally... I, well, I saw I knew he wanted... Season. The last he, month of the season, he was probably focusing on it, but... I mean, just yeah. coming out in the I mean, the beginning of the season, of the season I don't think he, he was, was just lights out. I think he was just trying to beat his own record in the first place, and I think when 400 became attainable, that's when he tried to break 400. Mm-hmm. So he, that's he, why I don't think... He, he hit seven in the first half of that game, uh, the final regular season game where they won 73. He just needed one more, but he went for like 12. <laughs> so yeah, he was going for 11. He was he was going for that record absolutely absolutely, um, my number three. I'm going back here, Matt Kilroy. He was a pitcher for the Baltimore Orioles in 1886. <laughs> Five hundred and thirteen strikeouts. Yeah. How many? Five hundred and thirteen strikeouts in one season. God, I feel like I should have looked at the baseball stats a little. Oh, more. they are ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I just went with the major, the major stuff. I went with you know, hits, hits RBIs, um, home runs, batting average, wins, saves. You know, I um, I, 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 I completely I completely overlooked to look at pitchers. Should have looked at pitchers though. That's. Stats there. There was there was no one very close to him, and the, the people that were close to him were from that era of baseball as well. So Nolan Ryan didn't throw that, didn't I don't think he threw 400 in a season. So it just shows you how the the games changed and how much they played back then. It wasn't as specialized. You know, you didn't have five days off. You know, in a five man rotation, it was just just a much different time. 513 strikeouts that will never be broken. Uh, my number two is the great one. It's 81-82 season, 92 goals Whew. in hockey. That is a shitload of goals. Yeah, I remember over, about that. O- the, over a point per game just on average, but to even have a goal mm-hmm. per game. Well, it's Gretzky, so you know he's making assists as well that year, too. It's so he, exactly. I mean... That his eighty one eighty two season is ridiculous. I did look at the numbers for that, but that's the ninety two goals is the most glaring one because I believe it destroyed the record by like ten goals or something I'm like sure. that. I'm so sure it it's it's and nobody has really come close to getting that since then. And the way the NHL is kind of progressing to the point where well, I say progressing, um, the way that whole thing is going down, I don't think you're going to see many. Any more guys great like Wayne Gretzky? Great. I mean, that's just. There hasn't been anyone like him. I mean, that's. They've had we they've had some great players in the NHL, and prior to him breaking that record, it was that record was held for twelve years, and that record has been standing since '82. And we've had some amazing hockey players since then too. No, you had Lemieux. Yeah, you had you had Sackick and Forsberg. You had Fedorov and. Um, and all I could go on. All the great guys who played for Detroit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that team was fucking loaded back in the day. All the great guys who played for Detroit. Um, yeah, I didn't look at any hockey because I generally don't. But, <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but that's, 
That's uh, I can. I'm sure if I looked up the soccer stat, I don't know. I, it would be hard for me to determine whether or not that's a great stat. So I don't know. I can definitely agree with that. I didn't look up any soccer shit either. It's just hard to know if that's something that's great enough to never be broken. You know, that's. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a lot I of saves? So. <laughs> yeah. I don't exactly. know. Is that? I'd have to ask a lot of assists. Um, my number two. Wilt Chamberlain, 4,029 points in one season, that same 61-62 season. Wilt was just filling it up. And if you look at the list, the closest to Wilt Chamberlain at number two is Wilt, Wilt Chamberlain, Chamberlain for 3,586. And number three is Michael Jordan. And number four is Wilt Chamberlain. And number five is Wilt Chamberlain. And number <laughs> six is Michael Jordan. And number seven is Kobe Bryant. And number nine is McAdoo. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's uh, eights McAdoo. Uh, Abdul-Jabbar's at nine. And Rick Barrier at ten. All of those people are, are retired officially. Um, no one on this list comes in in the top 20 that's active except for Kevin Durant. And that was two years ago when he won the MVP, 2,593 points. Still just around 1,500 points short of what Will Chamberlain did. And KD can score in bunches. And, in, in bunches. And look at how many points Steph Curry had this year and mm. how many threes he jacked up this year. Still not. He would have to shoot only threes <laughs> all all year and average between 15 to 17 a game just to get close to that 45, 50 a game that you have to do. Because, I mean, that's will average 50 points a game. <laughs> well, my, my number one is the same. Where? Um, 50.36 is the average for him for that year. And you're right. Uh, the only person that comes close to that record is Wilt. Wilt is the only one who mm. used to come close to those records. He That's, was just the... If you look at all-time greats as far as points and everything like that, it's all... Wilt Chamberlain is on all the fucking lists. Absolutely. So... That's why some of them old-timers probably get mad at us talking about Michael Jordan all the time, just like we get mad about LeBron. Or Kobe. Or Kobe, and they're like, what about Wilt? Well, I can't argue with those numbers. Um, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Sorry. I know he wasn't playing against a lot of guys that were his size. He was Shaq before Shaq was Shaq. Um, but yeah. And he could shoot. Kind of. I mean, he shot his free throws underhanded. That's not, that's not saying you can shoot. Yeah. All he did was like lay it in around everybody because the only guy that was as Who's good as him was Bill Russell. And he didn't play him until the fucking playoffs or the championships. <laughs> didn't have to play him didn't have to worry about him except a couple times a year. So yeah. Um, Wilt was, he's got to be a, we might have to redo our top five NBA players of all time if we didn't put Wilt in there. I'm almost positive you and I failed to put Wilt Chamberlain. Well, we fucking dropped the ball on that. Because looking at all these, all the stuff that I was looking at today, he's everywhere. On on rebounds, on blocks, he's all over the place. I think we put Kareem over. Well, Kareem's the all-time leading scorer in the NBA history or career. And I love Kareem. And I actually got to see him. I get to see Wilt. What I know of Wilt is this, and these stats, and then he fucked a lot of women. That's what I know about <laughs> Wilt Chamberlain. He wrote that book. part, yeah. And I mean, even Doug knows that. I mean, that's that's what Wilt was known for. But you know, we might have messed that up. But Bang hey, in chicks. We're not we're not Bang perfect. Um, my number one. I'm going back again. I was looking at baseball. A lot of great stats for baseball. They Ooh. actually keep them too. This is this is so cool too. Old Hoss Radburn <laughs> is his name. 
59 wins as a starting pitcher. Jesus. In 1884. Yeah, that's never <laughs> That is number one. Thanks, Mike, Google. Mike, drop on that one. Thank you, baseball. That is the one because that, that is that will never get. We're we're blown away when a guy gets twenty. Oh yeah, we're blown yeah. away by twenty. If you get twenty That's wins, the standard. Now. You're like the greatest pitcher mm-hmm. in Major League Baseball. That is. If you standard. got to thirty, we would be like, oh my god, he must be I the can't best ever. That happens. Yeah, um, fifty nine is never never going. That's that's the one thing I would I would bet whatever I had. And, I think and I'd be bet everything that I have. Be confident in it. And, Hundred percent confident, knowing I'm getting that because that's not ever gonna come close. Not not coming close. Fifty nine wins as a starting pitcher, one season, for the Providence Grays. I don't know who they became later on, but that's who they were then. <laughs> they became the Reds. <laughs> Once people got colored TV, they became the <laughs> they became the Cleveland Browns. Oh, who, who knows? But yeah, that that that's one, why they're not so good at. Football. I saw that and it, uh, I had I to know. put that at the number one. Yeah, I had to. Good stat. It's, baseball's it's, baseball's it's, made for that. Yeah. Um, and in honor of Maynard, James, James Keenan, Keenan. What are we doing, Doug? Top five Tool songs. I could we could have done Perfect Circle, but we did Tool. We could have also included Perfect Circle, maybe. Just like Maynard songs. Maynard. Oh, well, that's that's something to say for next year's birthday, Maynard. So we're thinking about you. Maybe next year is just a perfect circle. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then then go to Pussifer, and then go total, total, total. Um, I I was I like this list because this is one of my favorite bands of all time. So I was supposed to go pick up a vinyl today, but I didn't want to leave. <laughs> but they have a opiate on vinyl over at Naturals. Yeah, we'll pick that up. Um, Doug, Doug. Oh, okay. Um, make sure I'm <laughs> right. One, two, three. Make sure you're right. One. Meaning, like, you're not sure if you have the right number of songs or yep. that they're uh, not tool songs. Sweat, the first song from Opiate. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. They just as played that um, as show like a few months ago. Um, as well as Ticks and Leeches. Oh, I love that song. <clears throat> From Lateralis. Yeah. Surprisingly. Um, number five. Hooker with a penis. That was the first one that kind of brought that whole, like, I am the man, you are the man, to my forefront. Anyone else want to pick that up? Nope. Nope. <laughs> no, uh, continue. I just had to Go. tell this guy I'd break his classy jaw. Uh, <laughs> number four, The Grudge. Um, off of... Um, Lateralis. Lateralis. Um, I like the, the ebbs and wanes. Like, as an actual grudge, mm-hmm. what have. I thought that it had an emotional aspect to the musical. Some of the best drumming that Danny Carey has done with that band was on that song, in my opinion. Um, I love the beginning of that album. Lateralis is my favorite Tool record. Um, I could have just mocked out not. everything off of that. That's and okay. you will get the sense of this as, as I go. Okay. <laughs> uh, number three, Jerk Off. <laughs> <Where>? For, uh, <laughs> opiate. Yep. 
Um, God is a rapist. I mean, it was the first time I really heard that idea. <laughs> well, they are my. They make my favorite anti-God songs. There's no doubt about that. They do, and I do listen to Deicide and and Slayer and Slayer and Tool does it better. Tool does it better, <laughs> exactly. Um, definitely do. Bottom. Nice with Henry Rollins. Exactly the note that I have on there with oh, Rollins. <laughs> um, and number one, Swamp Song. Word. Um, it's the one song I've actually never heard alive. You cunts. Um, yeah, fuck, we need a new record. Maybe they'll go on tour again. Next. I'll go, because okay. I know <coughs> Gonzo's list on this one is going to be pretty awesome. Um, honorable mentions, The Pot, H, Lateralis. H? Really? What's the whole hum on it? No, I, I need to hear. Really? Like... Just really? That's your argument? Okay. And intention. That's it. Number five, eulogy. Most of my stuff is going to be stuff you've heard, but I don't care. It's good. Yeah, they're, they're, the reason why you've heard it is because they don't make they don't make pop songs. It just gets put on the radio. It gets put on the fucking radio <laughs> and fuck you. It's catchy and fuck you. Everything is insightful. It's <clears throat> a lot of it is super super deep shit. You don't listen to Tool and your the legs. It it's everything is and oddly, the best progressive metal enough, band in the last oddly enough thirty know, years. I like a lot of the anti-religious songs mostly because they're <laughs> anti. They're, they're a lot of them are anti-religious establishment. Really. That's exactly I mean, what it is. Most most of it is just except for that song that you're talking about right there. That's exactly right. anti-Jesus Christ. Yes, that is. <laughs> that is more to the point of anti-people who just like want to follow Jesus yeah. Christ. He says, "Get it's, off your fucking cross." Uh, yeah, it's... we need that fucking space to nail the next full <laughs> martyr. <laughs> and then, right to another anti-religious song schism which is is that an anti-religious song it isn't it is more of a um, I, don't, I don't think it is, it is. I, I, I've, always, I've, like I've a, always viewed it as an anti-religious establishment song itself oh I thought about it was, it was like a relationship crumbling yeah that's that nothing to do with religion in that song I've always felt like it was do you know the words with his ex-wife um uh, well and his brother or no Ex-wife. Just his ex-wife? Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'm wrong. <laughs> Sorry. That might be like their only love song. Like, anti-love song. <laughs> it's like they're like they Eagles go, love they songs. They go Eagles love song yeah, on yeah. it, huh? It's all sad. It's not a, it's, not it's a, not love, a love song story. at all. It's the end of a love song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number three, Parabola. Just yeah. the, uh, Parabola. Just an analysis of existence itself. <laughs> um, number two. I argue with that one. Nope. <laughs> number two, Vicarious. What? I love that song. I do too. 
I'll... <laughs> what's your what's your beef with ten thousand days? I have Just a beef. I have a beef with and tool laterals. After laterals, like I really do. Really, there's only one record. Thank God. <laughs> uh, number one forty-six and two has a lot of personal, emotional ties to it. Did you play bass? No, I did not, Doug. Just slap at the bass? Just slap at the bass. I know Doug likes to slap at a bass. <laughs> I do. And that and was the, one of in the, 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 like, the like That was one of the, like, bass jams for... Bass jams? Is that a... Is that a movie? movie? Is that a video? Is that a comic Bass book? jams. <laughs> bass jams. Is that an anime movie? Uh, what up, Swindix? Swindix? GoPro movie. GoPro uh, Base jumping. Yeah. Oh, oh, Alright, oh. fine. Okay, go. <laughs> you. What was his number one? 46 and 2. Oh, work. Great song. Um, I'm gonna have some... <laughs> I'm gonna have some... Um, honorable mentions here. That's just how it's gonna go. Um, <laughs> the Grudge, The Patient, Schism, and Parabola, all from Lateralis. Beautiful songs. The Pot and Vicarious. Um, those are really, really good songs. Stink Fist um, from Anima. It's like the opening of an album. It might be my favorite opening to any metal album except for like Master of Puppets or something. Maybe even Rust in Peace, but that's um, right up there. Just the way that that album kicks off. I love it. Um, 46 and 2 is going to be in, in my uh, honorable mentions as well, and Eulogy will be in my honorable mentions as well. Um, is that it? Yes, that is it. Um, number five, Hooker with a Penis. I'm glad that that was on yours as well. Okay. I love that song. That, that song is so fucking... Boy. You're just talking Wearing shit. Bands. 501, head to toe. Beastie T, nipple rings, new tattoos. He claims that, hey, was a DJ. We're selling out to the man. Yeah. Well, I'm the fucking man. You're the fucking man as well. <laughs> you can point that fucking finger up your right. ass. It's um, very cool, very cool. I love that song. It's one of my... And the ending when he's just, fuck you, buddy, fuck you, buddy, and just keeps yeah. going and going, and just like, ah, ah. it's a very, very fun. With Adam Jones. <laughs> Adam Jones and Danny Carey just tearing away on the drums at the end of that song. Um, and Justin Chancellor just, I mean, the, the whole band is amazing. That's his first record, and their sound yeah. changed. And that's when they were doing, um, they kind of did some psychedelics. They've admitted to that, kind of expanded their minds a little bit. Really? 46 and 2, yeah, yeah totally. Um, yeah, so um, I love I love that song. I, I always have. Number four, Ticks and Leeches, will never be on my own mentions. That is, that song, that might be another, like, anti-love song or just a fuck you song. Um, it's very angry. Another great drum work by Danny Carey. The, the lyrics are, excuse me, indigestion. The lyrics are incredible. Um, it takes and leeches. has a little bit of a lull and then it picks right back up again and and finishes ferociously the way the tool does. I like it a lot. Number three, Bottom from Undertow with Henry Rollins on it. Absolutely. Um, that song speaks for itself. If you want to know like what that what the Undertow record was about, in my mm -hmm. opinion, that's the song. That's the song. There's a that's a great fucking record I agree. from beginning to end, but that's the song that that just tells you what that record's about, in my opinion. Number two, Right in Two from Ten Thousand Days. Um, 
this song, like, the first time I heard it, I heard it live at Red Rocks. And I, you know, if, if you don't, if you don't really know a song, you can't pick up on the lyrics as much. But the music was so good, so I went and listened to it. And the song's about angels looking at us and wondering what the fuck we're doing, basically. This is Angels on the Sideline, um, baffled and confused. Father gave these humans free will, now they're all confused. It just goes into that. Um, very, very well done song, another of Maynard's insights on what he thinks about shit. Um, and wine. And uh, fuck him, dude. He's like, this is. And like, wine. Fuck, he's a pretentious <laughs> fucking prick, but he makes amazing music. He's an amazing vocalist, and that's that's it. That's why I don't care when people are like, he's an asshole. So, I'm gonna hang out with him. Right. I just want him to make music. So, don't fucking yeah. hang out with him. He's kind a of a dick. Yeah, Axel Rose is a dick. He makes good music. Kiss my ass. He makes music I like. What's wrong yeah. with that? That's what happens. Uh, number one, the best tool song, in my opinion. And I know that that's will be argued with by by Doug, I'm sure. But Lateralis, the song Lateralis, is almost a perfect song, in my opinion. Almost perfect. All nine minutes of it? <laughs> yeah. When does Tool make a song that's not that long? I mean, outside of Hooker with a Penis, most of their songs are pretty fucking long. Or really short. <laughs> no, they don't really have anything less than like five minutes. Um, I'm not talking about just some talking before the song. But they don't make those standard pop three-minute, 33-second songs. No, they do not. That's all I give you. Metallica um, didn't for a really long time. For a really long time. Until <laughs> they went pop. And then they cut their hair and they're like, yeah! The latter Alice is all about, that song is about expanding your mind. It's about getting to a new existence, changing yourself. And they've been closing their shows out with it for a while now. Which is cool. Hopefully they'll get a new set list the next time they go on tour and do something different. But never had a bad time on a Tool show. I love Lateralis. That album and that song. So my number one will be Lateralis. Greatest Tool song. I'm just waiting for you to say something. Negative about it. Okay, cool. Never mind. Um, it just has for my whole fucking list. Just for yours. I should, have, I should have known that because I was like, well, you've heard these songs. They've been on the radio. And Doug was I hate them. <laughs> you lived downtown for a while. You, just, you, you gotta fight that off. Where you're did. like, I hate whatever's cool or popular. It needs gotta, to not be known and it will be better. You just gotta yeah, accept that. It's it, that it the, hipster, the, hipster, the hipster in everyone who's downtown. It gets into you. It infects you. You just gotta push it away a little. Yeah, you can, a little you, bit. Don't you, you have, have to embrace all of it. You gotta maintain yourself. You gotta maintain yourself while embracing whatever it is they're about. Um, <coughs> but real quick, moving on. Brandon Browner signs with the Seahawks. I don't know if you Legion saw that. of Boom is back. Legion of Boom is back. One year deal with the Seahawks. Brian Hoyer is gonna be released by the Houston Texans. Is the word. So I'm sure he'll be mentioned with the Broncos. Because every quarterback's been mentioned with the Broncos. If you um, are a quarterback and don't already have a guaranteed <coughs> starting position... You might be the quarterback for the Broncos next year. This shit's getting annoying, in my opinion. I just want this shit figured the fuck I out. I can't even fucking fathom, if you're a fan of another team right now, how fucking annoying that would be. Because oh, I'm annoyed or, with it already. Or, or how happy it makes you. <sighs> and the fact that we might not have a quarterback and we're so screwed right now. We can't get a quarterback. I mean, even that, at that point... 
for how much they fucking talked about it, it feels like I, if I was another fan, I'd be like, who cares? Just make it Mark Sanchez already. Jesus, I'm fucking tired of hearing about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm tired about it too. Um, Rockies won today, beat the Cubs. They're standing at seven and five. <coughs> Third place in the division. <clears throat> First time they won a road series in Chicago since 2010. Who says we don't give the Rockies any love? <coughs> I'm giving them a, a little bit here. I want to talk about Trevor Story real quick. April. So Trevor Story's now hitting. 286, five home runs that he hit in the first four games. We're well past that now. <clears throat> Nine RBIs that he hasn't had in a while. 18 strikeouts, 12 in the last two series. And five home runs in the first five games, so back to reality. Coming Three. down yeah. a little bit. I mean, he, he <coughs> we, we said it wouldn't fucking happen forever. I mean, that's an incredible way to start off a season, but you can start a season with... A streak, or you know, getting hot. You can start hot. You can start fucking ice cold. <coughs> I mean, Matt Holiday had seasons where he was fucking ice cold in the first two weeks after having an amazing train, uh, <coughs> amazing uh, well, yeah, playoff run. Yeah, playoff runs. <coughs> uh, seasons before preseasons, camps, everything. He come in and he's come in and had. Horrible two weeks, three weeks, too low. Todd Helton, all the greats have had poor starts. So I guess the opposite can be true. You can also come in totally hot and then get ice cold. It can happen just like that. Well, it happens get, like that in baseball at, all the time. Just look at what Carlos Gonzalez did last year. <clears throat> Not very good at the beginning of the season. <clears throat> Not know what the fuck is going on. Pretty sure <clears throat> Gonzalez dying. <clears throat> what the fuck? Oh. Uh. Started off terribly at the beginning of last year. <clears throat> and then he hit 40 home runs, the most he's hit in one season. So um, baseball is a, a marathon. It's not a sprint. So what happened with Trevor Story right now is the film got out. And they said, well, don't throw the ball there. Throw it everywhere else. And now he's got we got to see how good of a hitter he is. Outside of you know the power that we know yeah. that he has. Well, when back before they knew he liked to have him served up right there. Mm-hmm. Now they know. Now they know, and they're not throwing that stuff. That's how so. that works. So I hope he gets back on it. He's a he's an excellent shortstop. He's playing the field. We're not losing anything there, in my opinion. But let's see if he can progress and get back to hitting the ball well. I got a fastball, Doug. I haven't done that in a while. This stems off a conversation I had last night with some drunk asshole. That I know nothing about. He does not know. He does not know. I'm curious. Um, speaking about John Elway as a general manager, we know that the NFL is in win-now league, okay? I told this gentleman that Elway is absolutely thinking down the road as far as 10 years, as far as 15, as far as 20. Now, that, may, that might be stretching it, but the way he, he handles contracts and backloads them and and all of this, I believe that outside of trying to win now, Elway is also structuring this team far down the road. I want your opinions on what John Elway is doing with our beloved Denver Broncos. Ready, set, go. Well, in a little bit, I am a little confused on what his quarterback policies are. Um, Seems like... 
he sort of kept Peyton Manning around for the old, uh, you know, I'm a great quarterback, you're a great quarterback, you command lots of money, you command lots of respect in the locker room, we're going to keep you around. Now we're looking at our quarterbacks and we're going, I don't know, do we want to pay Colin Kaepernick $12 million? And I'm like, but he is a starting NFL quarterback, I mean... Shouldn't a starting NFL quarterback make, I feel like, at least $12, $13 million a year? I think he should. Whether or not John Elway thinks he's worth that is up to John Elway, but I think I agree with you 100%. John Elway doesn't, didn't just look at this team for winning a Super Bowl or winning a title now. You can see how bad that kind of thinking is with Chip Kelly. It's very that very nearsighted stuff. Um, Mike Shanahan got caught up in it. Um, He got caught up in thinking he was really close. He ignored parts of the team and depths of the team to the point where our defense was horrendous. And it was like, what happened to the future of this team? And we became a 2-14 team. John Elway has resurrected a 2-14 team, taken it to a Super Bowl, and has added enough depth on the team that I think I think <coughs> he is he is in a genius way, in a in a Patriots type way, figured out a model that will sustain the team for the future. You look at the pieces we lost, not that significant. You look at the pieces we kept. We still have the core of this defense. We still have pretty much the core of the offense. The offensive line need to be retooled in the first place, so I give a fuck about pieces that left on the offensive line. That was gonna that whole thing had to get that whole thing had to get tore up anyway. That was going to happen. So am I concerned about some of the depth on the team now? Well, when you win, you tend to have to pay people a little bit more, especially when you win the Super Bowl. I don't know if that's two minutes. Doug, stop timing me. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna blown agree. away by the fact that there was a fastball. I agree with that, though. Um, it's just what has to happen. Like the 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 offensive line was gonna get retooled because Gary Kubiak came in and he's gonna get guys who are gonna fit his system, the Alex Gibbs zone blocking system. That's going to happen. That's just the way it is. Um, our core of the defense is there. We're looking at getting Von Miller here for a long term deal. We just signed Wolf. We're looking at other guys. We're, we're doing what you got to do in this day and age to keep a team together. So for a guy like him to say that Elway has no clue what he's doing, he's only trying to win next year. If he was only trying to win next year, we'd have a quarterback right now. He'd have grabbed somebody. He'd have, he'd have spent the money. He so. would have spent the draft pick. That's mm-hmm. where you would, If you want to really know if a guy thinks that far, that short-sighted, um, look at how many draft picks they have. That's how you know. That's how you know. That's how you know. Thank you very much for that fastball, Ryan. We'll do a dugout real quick. You do tool or perfect circle? Ooh, a uh, perfect circle. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!